Okay, well, welcome to the April edition of 2020, Season 2, Episode 4 of the Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm the Jupiter Farms President. I'm Jillian, Vice President. I'm Kristen, your treasurer. And with us today is our perennial favorite. We have Susan Kennedy, a longtime guest here on the Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. Say hello, Susan. Hello. So what's different this month is we are all coming to you recording this podcast from different locations because of COVID-19. And I would preface this podcast by saying this is a snapshot in time because anything that we might say today might be totally different tomorrow. Jillian, you wanted to say something? I was actually telling the dog to stop banging the glass. It was Okay, well, hopefully Molly is not banging the glass and we can continue. Also with us, of course, is our uh, director and producer, David Charles Guggenheim of Someone Talk Media. Media, thank you very much for uh, putting this all together for us, David. Happy to do it, and I'm glad we got the Molly mention in early. Yeah, that's true. Um, Jillian's dog, Molly, is pretty important. So um, where do we start? People are dying. Things are shutting down. People are getting ill. And at this moment, there is so much uncertainty that I'm not quite sure where to begin. Does anybody want to? Susan. Yeah. Um Let's begin with just some basics since people might just tune in and try to get the highlights. The big thing in our community before the coronavirus outbreak was the soccer field complex proposal. And we were all getting geared up for an April 29th zoning hearing for, or actually land use hearing for a land use change. And we should let everyone know if they haven't known already that that has been postponed until the fall, but also every single meeting in Palm Beach County has been called off for the month of April, and that is likely to extend until May. So if anyone else has had a land use or zoning or um, a building department appointment or um, a code enforcement hearing, All of those things have been called off for next month if you haven't already received some sort of written notification of it. Right. That's important. I mean, everything is basically at a shutdown on the county level. They're working with skeleton crew. I know that they are all busy managing the the pandemic and everything, all the other stuff that we're usually involved with is basically on pause. We're putting it on hold and I'm sure once the county gets up and running, there's going to be a curve for them to catch up as well. So I, I guess um, one of the things that I'm going to pony off of what Susan said is the, the whole of idea of community. Um, one of the things that I, I find so striking while watching what is going on, and you know, some of this seems to just feel like it's going in slow motion. And I know that that's the way we all feel uh, about this. And that's, you know, that's the, the, the nature of the beast. Um, to, today was the first day for a lot of parents to go back to school and become teachers. And um, I, I see a lot of what's going on online about that. But um, for me, one of the things that's most striking 
is this, uh, I, I, I forget what it's called, but it's the hearts, that this hearts movement that everybody's, you know, taking pictures in support of, of the emergency staff that um, needs to go into work every day. Um, and it's the community reaching out in, in so many ways. And it's really quite heartwarming when a community comes together, which we've often done in the past. Jillian. So I took... I took a drive through and it's, it is a very cool thing. People have been painting giant hearts. If you haven't been there, it's still okay to go out and take a walk or take a bike ride or take your car. Um, we've got big hearts and little hearts and people are getting super creative. And I, I think our um, first responders and our nurses and everybody else that's on the front lines, thank you to our grocery workers um, as well. Um, everybody and our accountants, Kristen, I didn't want to leave her out. Thank you. Thank you. But it's really nice to see that popping up. And I know the kids in the neighborhood are appreciating it as well. So double, double good thing. David, your hearts were particularly creative and nice. I saw yours. Yeah, I saw that you had a heart on. That's nice. Yes, I put my big heart on the my front of the house there today and had the kids paint it. And it was really because it is it's it's how do you explain to the kids what's going on in the reality of it. And that's a really sort of nice way to do that and show solidarity with the rest of the community. I'm actually impressed with my daughter's ability to um, handle the situation. She's not questioned once after the first time about whether she can go see her friends. She's very aware of the danger of that. And especially the fact that we work closely with my dad. So she understands the whole elderly aspect of not, you know, being around other people and keeping the uh, circle really, really tight. So, and like I said, I only really took one explanation to her and she got it. She got it faster than my husband did. So the interesting thing for me has been that, that it has taken some people to, uh, so, uh, some amount of time to get up to speed of the seriousness of what we're going through. And I've just found on the front lines that people really need to be understanding of the position that people that are putting themselves in the public are, are doing right now. I went to a retail store the other day that they were saying because of their situation of what they were doing to keep themselves and their customers safe, the people were cursing at them. And this thankfully wasn't an establishment in Jupiter Farms, but I really would hope that people would understand that maybe the clerk at the grocery store doesn't really know when the toilet paper is going to arrive and to be really nice and kind to them when you interact with them. Exactly. You know, the old saying, you know, until you've walked in their shoes. And I think that that is truly one, something that we could all take to heart now. Um, the, these, these people who a couple of months ago, we would never have thought of as frontline workers, um, people who are really, truly putting their, their health and welfare at, the, at stake because of the community good. It's an effort on all fronts. And, and I think from what I'm reading and seeing out here in Jupiter Farms, we, um, we are, as a community, truly taking that to heart. And so we put hearts. And so we put hearts, exactly. Hearts on carts. And for, for our local businesses, Everybody is still, everybody in the farms is still either open for the restaurants or open for delivery. Um, are we going to mention a couple of the, like Richie is doing car pickup at the feed store. I don't know if everybody sure. knows yet. So our, our restaurants in the farms. So we're talking about um, Taylor Farmhouse, Burrito Bros for Lunch, uh, Juanita's Food Truck in Napa, Angelo's, and Jupiter Farms Pizza and Guacamole. 
I didn't miss anybody. And China Jade. China Jade. China Jade. So all of them now, which I'm, I'm sure you know, but in case you don't, everybody has um, call in for pickup. Courtney and Tommy Rooney have Wolfgang if you need pet food, and they will deliver to your house or do curbside curbside delivery. They'll bring it out to your car. Um, Richie and Debbie at the feed store are also doing a curbside pickup. So all of that is open and available to us. And and, and please keep using them. Um, yeah. You know, that's uh, these are these home business, home business, small businesses that that truly are going to need um, the support during this time. Yep, hardware stores are both open. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm shying away from saying what is closed other than pretty much the county. Um, you know, parks, uh, beaches. Um, we, at this point, at this moment in time, there is not a statewide secure at home or shelter at home. There is a, I think a county stay at home request and the state has safer at home. That's the one right. that came down the pipe yesterday. Susan? Yeah, and all of the, at this point in time, all of the state and regional and county and municipality public areas and parks have been closed, including lands of South Florida Water Management District, Florida Wildlife Commission, the state park system, the county park system, the county natural areas county beaches um, and boat ramps are only open for um, business purposes, not for recreational fishermen because no one was getting the request to not gather. So officials have closed those areas where people gather the most, um, which I think just highlights how important it is that everyone needs to take care of themselves, take care of their families, first um, so that we can keep everyone as safe as possible. Right. And, you know, I think that's what people, it was hard for them to swallow at the beginning because, well, we've, you know, we don't have any cases in our county and why are they doing this and why are they doing that? And, you know, here we are a week later, we're just now getting, you know, testing set up in this county. Uh, little, little plug. Uh, I don't know if, if any of you guys have heard, uh, heard her, but she was my uh, infectious disease doctor when I had a uh, blood poisoning issue. Dr. Leslie Diaz has been interviewed a number of times, WPTV. There was another interview with her um, today, and she is truly insightful and is a very good wealth of knowledge. So if you'd ever want to search for Dr. Leslie Diaz from, uh, I believe West Palm is, is her office base, but she's all over the, the WPTV, and she is very, very great to listen to. I think as, you know, bouncing off what David said about um, our frontline workers right now, the people that are feeding us and keeping us healthy and, you know, trying to make sure the, the mechanics of society keep working. Um, I, it, you know, it dawned on me earlier today that Jupiter Farms never really needed a central place to gather, to be a community. Um, so I think that our community is still going to be very strong throughout this whole thing because we're across 15 square miles and have never really had any place for every single person to gather all at one spot. So even spread out, I think that our community is very strong and will respond when needed when anyone needs help. 
And, and I can tell you from a Jupiter Farms residence perspective, uh, we unfortunately had to cancel the egg hunt and the music festival, which we were all looking forward to this, this year. But I can assure you when, when we're out on the other side of this, Jupiter Farms is going to show up for one hell of a party. Yes, indeed. And we'll have eggs, no matter when it is. <laughs> and we'll have eggs, right. I, I, uh, how many eggs are you sitting on, Jillian? Uh, personally, I am physically sitting on 6,000 ones with candy in them. So <laughs> that we're all ready for our, uh, our hunt. Do we know if anybody in Jupiter Farms has contracted the disease? Is that, is that information that's publicly available? I don't believe, uh, as far as I know, they're not making anything public of publicly available regarding that at this time. However, I can tell you that there was a call last week where an individual drove to the firehouse and basically self-admitted himself to the fire department. I, I can't say what he ended up testing because I don't know, but I know that he was. Uh, the call was considered respiratory distress. At this point, it's just a matter of time. If folks have not tested positive in Jupiter Farms, they will. We all need to anticipate and act like there is coronavirus in this community. Um, we know we have cases in Jupiter Medical Center that are positive cases, and we will likely see, unfortunately, some people passing very, you know, fairly soon because just statistics-wise, once people go on a ventilator, it's much harder to pull them out of the disease. So it's a real serious case that we have here. And um, like I said, you just have to act like there is virus in the community and that everyone that you're coming into contact with has already been exposed and may already be shedding the virus. Right. The biggest enemy right now that I consider it is time, because with time and people being, quote unquote, safe at home and having to stay at home, that time wears on us. And we're not even close to to the end of this yet. We're you know, we're looking at New York. The, 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 the conjecture is that they're about 15 to 20 days from their apex. And we're so far behind the curve of New York's numbers, but our numbers are climbing and it's inevitable. So we quite possibly could be, you know, and, 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 I, and I don't have uh, an epidemiology degree, but we're probably looking at being, you know, five to six weeks away from whatever our apex could be. So people are going to get bored and people are going to try and push that envelope and, and say, okay, well, you know what, it's four weeks now or three weeks, let's go and hang out with the Joneses. And it turns out that, you know, Mr. Jones is um, asymptomatic. Kristen. It was telling today getting the phone call from the superintendent from Palm Beach County School District when he basically said that school was canceled indefinitely. There is no date to even push out to to think, okay, this is going to maybe end. And I, I didn't expect it to end on April 15th when they gave that date for the first time, but I kind of expected the next phone call would be April 30th and just kind of push it along every couple of weeks as this went out. But for him to already realize that I think we're past the point of return with the uh, school year was um, pretty eye-opening that this is it. I mean, we really are, those kids are not going back to school this year. And I, and I think you might not have an epidemiology degree, Matt, but I think like all of us in South Florida are amateur meteorologists when it comes to hurricane season. 
I think that many of us are going to pick up on the um, on the the way data is interpreted to follow what's going on with the curves and the statistics and the flattening that needs to happen. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I, I, I try not to dwell on it. I, I'm, I'm run my own numbers at night and I become horrified for the hour and then I'll go and binge watch something. Um, Ozark. Uh, no, I haven't watched that yet, but um, I got, I've got a lot of catching up to do. And don't ever launder money for a drug cartel. Doesn't work out well. <laughs> now, you, now you tell me. Great. Um, you know, and, and I can only, I can tell you, you know, I, I think what's, what's interesting here is all three, all five of us here um, have, are, are very different backgrounds. Uh, my background is uh, in the performing arts and education. And I can tell you from an educator's point of view, uh, this, this learning curve for me to get everything up and running uh, to be an online professor is daunting and, and much, much more work than I ever thought it could be. Uh, I've got about 60 papers sitting in my, my inbox right now, and I just, I just don't want to open my email. Um, and from the performing arts side, well, you know, that's just shut down all, all in, in every way, shape, or form. Uh, live theater, um, TV production, uh, there's tons and tons of people out of work. And I think it would be kind of interesting to, to go around uh, all five of us and just say, well, what, how has this impacted you other than the obvious that we're all, you know, at home, probably with a lot of toilet paper. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Not enough. <laughs> not, not enough. No, I have, I'm good for now. Um, right. This impacted me in a sense of where I'm in a um, self-employed business with my dad and we get to call the shots. So he said last week, let's shut the, the office down for a week. Um, stay home with Emily. Don't expose her to anything and take a break. And we were able to do that. And I was going to try and work from home. But in the middle of tax season, I wasn't prepared to work from home, because I don't have all the things that come into the office constantly. So we reevaluated, made the decision to go back to the office, close the office to put traffic and basically just try to handle everything we could through email. Um, so we're working on that. But what I was not prepared for is the influx of emails and phone calls about all our clients freaked out with not having, you know, a steady income coming in in the next several months. So the unemployment claims, how do they file for that? Because most of them are self-employed and usually don't have that ability to do that. And now with the new tax relief package, they do have the ability to claim unemployment. I have clients that are trying to get their refunds quickly and file. So I need to be there for them so that they have money to get them through the next couple months. Um, if they were expecting a, a larger refund, I have clients that did not file 2018 and need to file that in order to qualify for the stimulus package. So I have them rushing to get a bunch of people filed for that. And last but not least, a lot of small business owners are looking for some kind of relief through that tax package as well with either economic disaster relief or there's a some kind of a payroll relief program if you have a lot of employees to try to encourage you to keep them on and pay them. Um, and then you get that back as a grant. So there's a lot of programs out there, but none of this, all of this, I should say, is just coming into play. So we're all learning this as we go as well. And instead of processing taxes like I should be and trying to help people get that done, I'm being constantly drawn into this rabbit hole with all these different needs of, of our clients that normally we don't necessarily have this kind of problem, especially not all at once. Sorry, tax talk. No, no, I, I think, you know, you're definitely ahead. Plus, you know, you didn't even mention the fact that you're now a teacher as well. 
I'm a teacher as well because my daughter is coming to work with me and she's on the distance learning at the office with us as well. So yes, and I'm still having to commute two hours a day back and forth to Boca for the office because it doesn't make sense right now for me not to be there. So on top of that, we're losing two hours a day that she could be also staying on the computer and learning. So it's pushing the, the time frame around. How about you, Jillian? How about me? I don't know. I, I, um, I'm retired, so that helps. And um, the biggest thing I'm worried about is health-wise, but um, even the little things, like the little... Yeah, you guys don't want to hear my first world problems Thanks, anyway. My massage therapist can't work, so I'm going to physically fall apart in three weeks because it's happening already. Susan, how about you? How's this affecting you over there? You all right? Um, well, I'm also a small business owner and was gearing up to open a... Uh, a shop that connects people through craft where we have different crafting experiences where people come in and do things together. So um, all of that's on hold because no one can be together to do things and have classes and learn how to do make cards or make soap or um, learn how to paint in, in, a, in a group setting. So uh, that business is shut, doors are closed at this point. I do still have soap. Um, but I um, haven't been able to get myself to get it online at this point. And then the um, other side of it is that I've been trying to figure out how to make myself useful as a former lawyer and political science and land use person. How do I make myself useful during a worldwide epidemic? So I've turned to my sewing machine and I'm making fabric masks for all of my friends and family. So that they can stay safe because even though they have not said officially that everyone should be wearing a mask, they are, I believe, still saying that only because we have a mask shortage. So I would encourage everyone who is going out to where other people are, other people who might be shedding virus, to wear a mask or scarf or anything over their um, face for two reasons. Number one, it keeps anyone who's talking to you and spitting, because we all spit when we talk, for their droplets to not land on your face and um, your nose and mouth. And it also keeps you, starts training you to stop touching your face, stop touching your face, Matt. And that, because that is one of the highest rates of transmission that we believe, stop touching your face, Matt. Um, so I, that's my little part of it. And the rest of it is just trying to stay sane on, you know, living with 1500 cats. <laughs> so, um, done a binge. What, how is David's life? Yeah. I live here it's with my, you know, with my three kids and two, two of which are, are under kindergarten age. So that's just keeping them busy trying to do some sort of homeschool for, for five-year-olds uh, that has been a challenge and, and get your work done. Um, my eldest is now, uh, as, as Kristen's just started school, so that's actually a little bit of a relief for me to give her something to do that I don't have to occupy uh, her until two o'clock every day, so, so that's good. Uh, my wife is a social worker and much of that has been shut down because it, she worked in, in the schools and all the schools of course are shut down. Um, and for me, you know, I, I, I'm a small business owner myself. 
and I was negotiating a, a quite a large podcast deal at a, at a local venue, and that comes to a screeching halt because I, I, no one wants a microphone put in their face right now. And this one, uh, this man with a microphone in his face. <laughs> yeah, well, it's mine. Like I'm, I'm just going to infect myself, you know. Thankfully, and again, uh, to reiterate this, I mean, we are doing this. Um, not the way we usually do it, but we're doing it via Zoom conference call. So we're, we're all staying safe. And I think that, I mean, for me, it's, it's getting good information has been the, the hardest thing. What is good information? What is bad information? And what is it that the different states are doing? Because like, I literally, and I'm, like I said, I've been watching the news quite a bit. I don't understand what is different about what California is doing or what New York is doing uh, and what Florida is doing. And it's sort of maddening to trying to understand that everybody has their own terms for what's going on. Um, and it seems unclear of what's the best course beyond just stay, stay the F at home as, as was a popular meme on it. the internet. Hashtag. Right. Stay the F home. I, I, uh, I agree with you uh, regarding that. David, it's, it's, you know, what, what, it, what is the difference? Um, and I, I, I think everybody has the common goal of flattening the curve. Now, one of the things that Dr. Diaz today uh, said when, when asked, do you think that everybody's going to end up getting this? She said, yes, but we can't all get it at the same time. Cause that's, you know, she goes, there's going to be treatments for it, but by the time a true vaccine is probably made, we're probably mostly all going to have it. Now that means some of us are gonna to continue to be asymptomatic maybe, and never, never, never show it. And some of us are going to have worse symptoms and we just can't have us all show up at the hospital at the same time. Now, I don't know, you know, uh, I'm, I am not a fortune teller. I have a master of fine arts and um, it was three years put to good use. You know, but that, that is, that's, a, that's a legitimately scary thing to hear uh, coming from somebody who has two elderly people living with him that if, if they get it, they very well may be in that percentage that, that doesn't make it. So stay the F at home um, is mandatory if we want grandma and grandpa to be able to make it through this this crisis right exactly and you know hopefully we can flatten that curve and research can be done that says okay if you have a five minute test at home that says hey i'm positive and you can and there's not a million and one people overflowing the hospital you can get to the hospital or you can get to maybe even your primary care physician that prescribes x y or z that has been proven effective and then you go about your merry business. Um, that's what we're hoping for. But right now, that's that's not going to be the, the 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 daily regime for quite a while. So flatten the curve and stay the f at home. Yeah, and it really is because because this is, I think, still the beginning. It is when this podcast releases will be April first. The country is is on a right currently is on a lockdown until the end of April. Right. 
But I think many of us are thinking that it's going to go much longer than that. So we're going to get very bored between then and now, and we're going to get cabin fever fever between then and now. Uh, it's going to be increasingly hard to keep that eye on the prize, but it really is important because the stakes are very high. So maybe we should ask people for um, topics so that we can do the next podcast with a topic that people have suggested. Right, that, so that's, that's a know. great idea. Um, so if you have suggestions for podcast topics or guests that we could zoom in here, uh, shoot us an email right. at jfresidence at gmail.com. That's J-F-R-E-S-I-D-E-N-T-S at gmail.com. David will have that in the program notes. Um, one of the other things, too, again, we're trying not to, to I guess, not make it timely or, or whatever. Um, one of the things this week is, is a lot of my commitments went away because we're not doing a lot of JFR stuff and that sort of thing, um, is to say, use the time wisely. You know, if you do find yourself, I know... Kristen, in your case, and Matt, in your case, you have less time than usual. Um, but if you do find yourself with a little extra time and you find yourself getting bored, there, try to find some things to do that are positive to try to help through it, I guess. Like yeah. so mass. Yeah. You know. No, and I've had people offer to take Emily. Um, actually, what are her, her IEP teachers said? Oh, like I permanently? Maybe. <laughs> well, if that was the case, I'd say yes. But she offered to have me drop her off there so that she could work with her um, through the online school. And as much as I would appreciate that and could really use the help, I personally cannot part with my child at this time and have her out <laughs> in the real world. So she's stuck with the taxes. <laughs> So uh, I hope that we can all be back with you again here in a month. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic. We were hoping to do a, an April Fool's Day um, kind of podcast uh, to release on April 1st. And this is probably as far from it as we ever could have gotten. But um, as always, we appreciate you listening and um, stay together as a community. Uh, keep, keep doing what, what we're doing. And, um, and care for one another, which, which we seem to be really good at when we need to be. Um, and we'll see you here in another month and, and we'll see what, uh, what changes have been made. And we will still keep doing what we do as JFR. Uh, if you know a graduating senior, uh, April 15th is the deadline for our JFR scholarship. So if you know somebody who's graduating, send them over to jupiterfarmsresidence.com and have them click on the icon for the scholarship and that will take them directly to the form for them to fill out. See, social distancing at its finest. We don't even have to talk to you. And if you win it, we'll cut you a check and we won't have to see you then either. Um, so uh, we'll see you back here uh, next month in May. God, it seems like it might, it's just going to be so long and so much stuff is going to happen, but, um, you know, keep your chin up, uh, look towards our wonderful night skies and, and, um, realize how much worse it could be. So flatten the curve, stay the F at home. Susan? And stop touching your face. Stop touching your face, David. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so that's all from Jupiter Farms Residence. We'll see you back here next month. If you need any piece of information, feel free to rewind. 
And uh, so we'll be back next month shooting some more stuff at you. Everybody say goodbye. I don't know how this is going to sound at all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Probably, I, I don't even know where my mic it's is. Down on your keyboard. And it's fine where no, it's you've been not. talking the whole time. <laughs> well, I don't know where my mic actually don't, is. Don't lean in. Camera's here. It's bad up close to the screen. <clears throat> Just. You made it the green screen, right? Uh, yeah, because I have a green Virtual screen. background. Yeah. yeah where is background. that? It's, it's um, in settings. Wherever it says where it stopped video. Yeah, there's a little arrow that goes up. And then you click on that. Video settings? Yeah. I don't see where that where that is though. I gotta have to I'm I still haven't figured out exactly wait, where that option is. Trick? Yeah, no, I just I don't know where all is that in that so it's in your settings, but where? Cat. You see the cat? I'm in my settings and I can't find it. It's not like virtual it's background. It's not settings, yes, it's where it says background. stop the yeah. This has been a production of someone talkmedia.com.